Are we ready? Yeah, I think so. Your waveforms look really small. Wait, are we on? Yeah, we're on. Wait, why? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't tell you again. <laughs> Hi, Abby. Hi. Dude, it's weird. It's, we're back in the same room. I know. Isn't that wild? It is wild. Um, I can't. <laughs> what? It is wild. It is wild. Okay, I'm a little distracted um, by the waveforms. Yeah, it's just so nice to like look at you and be like Aww. the words. Match the mouth. <laughs> the words match the mouth. <laughs> Why did I say that? Anyway, yeah, it's good to see you too, girly. It's like very nice to be back and like to see friends and like have this little ritual again. It's really nice yeah. like being here and being focused and like, you know, it's it's so easy to be anywhere else when you're on a call, for example, right? Yeah. Like physically yeah. or just like emotionally or mentally. Uh-huh. And like, you know, I always try to give 100%, but it's nice to just like be here. And be that's like, yeah. The dynamic is just different, right? It's very present. Yeah. It is that's perfect. That's the perfect very present. Way like, what was the weirdest spot that you recorded this podcast? Oh, well, I recorded it in Costa Rica at this like hostel. Yeah. Like where with was all that? those I bird sounds. With, I mean, there was a lot of birds everywhere. There was there were birds. And <laughs> and the occasional other um person. Animal. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was all was birds, funny. a few people. Me and the birds, like, watched the people. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, no, I was just, like, outside on, like, this mosaic table slash chair and right next to the ocean. It was it was oh. weird. It was cool, but it was weird. Sounds gorgeous. Uh, Can't believe I didn't pick up ocean sounds. Well, we were, like, probably 200 feet away. I forgot huh. we're on a podcast. I thought we were just talking. We are just talking, babe. <laughs> I just forgot. I was like, why am I holding my hand up? And oh. I realized I have a mic. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, that was that was a little weird for like, it was just a weird dynamic because it was also, I think like 11 o'clock there or something like that, maybe 10 or 11. Um, and there's something else too. It was also when we recorded our short podcast or short episode. Um Yeah. Anyway. Which was like 40 minutes. Yeah. So short. <laughs> so short. And then, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's like really great to be back. Yeah. yeah. Where did you record? Anywhere interesting or just always at home? Oh, always here. Right here. I mean, you got a good couch. little setup, right? Yeah. But I started to do, um, I wore my headphones. Mm-hmm. Like towards the, like the middle of it. I started to use the headphones that I stole from work. <laughs> no one asked me about that. Um, but... <laughs> And that really made a difference, I think, in the How sound so? qual. The sound qual. Oh, because it didn't like pick up and play sound. Yeah, that's probably it, right? Yeah. Because the speakers are the same as the mic. Exactly. Yeah, I do that whenever I'm on a phone call too. It just helps. Yeah, and it uh, felt like my um, for for some reason my audio quality was worse than yours. What can I say? I just MacBook Pro, baby. I have one. Oh, you do? Yeah, this oh, one's Oh, but I got expensive. like the 16 inch, you know, size okay. matters apparently. This one's like a 20, <laughs> uh, 
No, it's something. Not apparently. It does matter. (laughs) Sorry. You heard it here. Um, This one's like a 15 and a 14. It's like a 14. Okay, it's 14. (laughs) See? Uh, Anyway. Anyway. Any hoozle bees. Any hoozle bees. Any Rosenbaums. Um, But (laughs) you know what I just realized? Not just realized, but thought about the other day. What? We haven't introduced ourselves in a long time. In a long time. Oh yeah, we're just like, hey, and so blah 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 blah. Yeah, we just kind of go at it. So, hi, my name is Antonio. My name is Abby. And we are therapy, therapy thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out really well. Oh, that was not planned. I promise. Although it sounded obviously so recorded. So recorded. True. We're just <laughs> robots. We actually record I'm separately. Right I'm just buffering. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that was a way funnier joke than what I was going to say. So cool. Um, okay. Anyway, shall, right. so, shall we, babes? Shall we? Did you have therapy today? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. How was it? I felt like it was good. It went really well. What did you talk about? Um, I talked about how I, it's a weird like dichotomy with me where I feel like I'm very good at, I'm very good with people, good with making friends. Mm -hmm. I've been thrown into a lot of situations over the years where I've had to like make new friends Mm -hmm. and I did. And I have a large capacity for a lot of maintaining a lot of friendships. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like deeply afraid of being abandoned and uh, worried that I'm going to be like saying the wrong thing sometimes, making people uncomfortable. Okay. Because I was just dropped by like my friend group in high school. Yeah, yeah. Which is like a huge traumatic wound for me mm-hmm. and even though all of them individually apologized to me like it still hurt yeah of course it still sucked um and i haven't had that happen to me really since in that way mm-hmm. and it's been like 10 years or whatever but like that still affects me yeah it does i'm like what what if that happen, happens again yeah especially it's, it's like at a time when we're still trying to understand people right High school is such yeah. a trying time. It's freaking wild. And that, uh, yeah, go for it. And I talked about how I went through phases in high school. I think I talked about this like the very first episode mm-hmm. of this podcast. But like, I felt like I almost went through stages of social social uh, status. Okay. From the top, like to not the bottom but to just like way less because i felt like i couldn't really like fit in in any of the i do remember that yeah yeah it was like the popular people were trying to like poach me in the very beginning that's how it felt Mm. when i first joined no one knew me Mm -hmm. (laughs) or not first joined um school like freshman year yeah and they were all like talking to me and stuff and Mm -hmm. It felt very interviewee almost like can you hang out with us Mm. like we're we're gonna like tap you okay and and then I just like didn't really quite fit in with them, and so then I went to like the less popular but still popular group, 
and I was with them for a while and they were the ones that dropped me. Got it. For no reason other than the fact that they were like, there are six girls in the group. We need five. So you're out. What a, what a, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what they told me. That's interesting. Um, Apparently they couldn't count to six. Yeah. What? Okay. Um, I mean, that's the amount that you can fit in a minivan or not a, like a car. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why they were like, we need to fit a car and like, we're not going to just put me in the trunk. It's fine. I'm kind of into it. Like they always, all my friends in college would always put me in the trunk. Like no joke. No joke. They would. <laughs> what do you mean? And like, we're going somewhere. You're going every go- and throughout my childhood. Like I've always been put in the trunk. Do you mean like, going like a trunk? Like they close it and you can't see anything or like a trunk as in like an SUV. <laughs> SUV, but okay, that's but I'm different. always the one because I'm like the smallest usually of the group. Yeah, and so they're like, okay, Abby goes in the trunk. And I'm like, right, whatever. Yeah, but I kind of like the trunk. I liked it, yeah. Yeah, but I will say, mm-hmm. night before or morning of graduation, mm-hmm. we went up. We got up really early, graduation of college, and we went. We got up to at six a.m. after not sleeping for the whole night. So how'd you get up if you didn't go to sleep? Okay. I went, I went to sleep for (laughs) two hours. Okay. Thanks. Um, I I want the facts. I know you're right. But, and then we were like, okay, we have to go get bagels because they're open early. Classic. For all of the grads. Bagels. Gotta get bagels. Mm -hmm. But there's a huge line and we were like, we gotta go, we gotta go. And they literally put me in the trunk and it wasn't an SUV. (laughs) (laughs) It was like. The thing was closed. Like you like, were laying down. Yeah. And I <laughs> remember being so nauseous. Oh, yeah, dude. So hungover and tired. And I was like, not okay. <laughs> was like, not okay. How far was the drive? How long was the it drive? It was a 10 minute drive. Oh, my God. And then when they opened the trunk and they were like, okay, cool. We're going to get bagels. They're like, oh, Abby, are you good? Like, no, dude. I was just in the trunk. It's like, I'm not good. I was just a hostage. I'm sad. I'm sad now. <laughs> I'm so sad now. I'm so sad. So alone. <laughs> feed me bagel. <laughs> oh, someone feed me a bagel, dude. Oh, that's so good. Anyway. Wow. Um, back to high school. Mm-hmm. My high school class was 100 people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, then who do I, who am I friends with now? Yeah. So I had to just like make friends with these other girls that I didn't really like. Yeah. Because I was like, this is survival, you know? Security, yeah. But I still didn't really fit in with them either. Yeah. So oh, I got it. Mm-hmm. I think it was, and I was friends with like the grade above me a lot more. Yeah. Um, So I think it was just like, that was a hard time. And that's caused me to second guess a lot of my relation, my friendships. Mm-hmm. Since then, mm-hmm. even though everything has been good for the most part. Yeah. But yeah. I get that. that. Long. A very similar therapy session, this one and last one for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that you're pretty cool, Abby. Like, you too. Thanks. And whatever feeling, what I learned today is that whatever feelings I have, other people can have. <laughs> Meaning that 
like that if you feel strongly about someone, someone can also feel strongly about you. Yeah. Coming from like an anxious attachment, that's something that I've always like kind of struggled with in the sense of I always feel like the one that's way more attached to a person, even mm. just like my friendships, right? Same, yeah. Yeah. And so the fact that my like my girlfriend right now, at least what I understand, truly like enjoys me and like loves me and cares about me and like wants to be around me, it's kind of a foreign concept. Mm. So learning to like be able to receive that and understand that is an, is a process right now because you know there's always a thing of like oh I'm not worthy and I know that I'm like worthy of love and I'm worthy of like and I'm sick I'm like fucking awesome um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I thought you were saying like and you're sick oh like. I'm disgusting right now <laughs> <laughs> um that and like part of it too is that I'm bipolar so I've always known that my emotions are like our extremes right mm. so i never knew if it was just like me being like super attached to people or if that's just like an emotion that people have yeah that's tough it's like yeah. you're gaslighting yourself yeah being like, yeah am i is this emotion something that other people feel mm-hmm. or is it just me yeah so i feel like you and i can relate on that aspect yeah where anxiously attached people are always just like we have to feel that we not deserve their love yeah like partially deserve their love and also like that we have to earn their love right Mm -hmm. or their attention or whatever um so that's something that i'm trying to oh yeah recognize that it it's you know it is two ways like they also just love you yeah yeah and they can like they also have to put in work too, right? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I forget about that part a lot. Yeah. I get <laughs> a it. A lot. Yeah. We're, we're pretty selfless mm-hmm. and sometimes for not the better. No. Yeah. But it's a reality. So if you ever want to talk about it, you know, we and we have. Yeah. Like I know. Just didn't need to be here. I know. Um, um. So I could definitely relate. That was like. An interesting one today especially with my ex dude i was just thinking about that yeah with my ex also like with my group of friends in college very similar to you um so like really having that fear of abandonment yeah and i didn't really realize that i had that severe fear until i think today maybe last week oh really so i never thought of it as, as abandonment but rather mm-hmm Something else? I don't know. I never thought of it as abandonment until my last, like my therapist before the current one told me. Mm. She was like, I think you have a fear of abandonment. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I thought like only babies had that. <laughs> We're just big babies, dude. Let's be yeah. honest. We are literally just. But like, now I'm owning it, you know? Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I would like to not have this fear. It's not a yeah. bad one, but I just don't want it. But it's also good to know and to, I think, be able to talk about mm-hmm. with people close to you mm-hmm. to be like, hey, maybe this is irrational. I don't know. But like, this is how I feel. So this might be why I am more sensitive. To yeah. You not texting me back or 
stuff. Like you might not think of it as a big deal, but it feels like that to me. Yes. Like if it's someone that's of high priority in your life, then yes. And I'm, I think that for me, it's not really my friends directly, but with a partner. Yes. Like, so very relatable. Mine is just like a little more niche, I think because of my, I don't know, because of something else. Couldn't tell you. But yes, very similar. Very, very similar. I don't know, do you want to explain a little bit more of like what that fear looks like for you? Abandonment? Yeah. Like what's the thought process that leads you to that is cause slash leads you to this fear? I think it's uh this person that has expressed deep affection for me Mm -hmm. in the past and like commitment to me in some form Mm -hmm. is going to wake up one day and realize that they don't care about me anymore Yeah, yeah, yeah. because of something that I did or a lack or just, or just random lack in that they perceive in me that I might not have, but like, Mm-hmm. some issue and then they just leave discard us like a toy yeah it's the discarded thing like i wrote a poem mm. called discarded objects i don't know that did i know that no okay i wrote it after um my breakup in 2021 mm-hmm. which i really felt like i was discarded by him yeah the one that went for his friend right no that was 2019. Oh. I've had a lot of those. Boys. Well, yeah. But uh, I was talking to my mom. Actually, I don't know if we talked about this, but. I don't think so. Um, I was talking to my mom over the last weekend when I was in San Francisco. Because mm-hmm. I was talking to her about the boy that I'm seeing and how he has his primary partner mm-hmm. that he lives with. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, but I just don't really get it. Like, don't you want someone that is going to like really love you? Like, do you love him? Does he love you? Mm. And I was like, I don't know that I love him. Mm -hmm. It's not really about that. And she was like, okay. And she was like, don't you want someone that's going to be there for you every single day and like really care for you? And I was like, I ha I can still have that. Yeah. In this dynamic. And so does he and his partner. Yeah. Um, and she was like, I just don't understand it. Like if it's about having deep relationships with other people, you can still have that as in your friends. Like, is it a sexual thing? Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to say yes. You can say but it's as a, not like just sexual. I don't know. It's no, like, you can say romantic too, but like the deep connection is also a tick typically attached to the sexual slash romantic. Yeah. Right. I didn't want to be like, well, I also want to have romantic things with a woman. And that's hard to do when you're in a relationship with a man. Yeah. Only having a heterosexual (laughs) monogamous relationship. I just didn't really feel like I wanted to say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. But I was just like, I don't know. No. I do want to like, I do want a life partner. Yeah. And then I started to cry. Fair. And I was like, I just feel like you don't 
understand or remember <laughs> every single time we have this conversation recently. Like it feels like I have to explain all over again to her how hurt I was mm. this past these past two years mm-hmm. and how many times I've been blindsided mm-hmm. by guys in monogamous relationships. Yeah. And men who I felt were long term partners for me. Mm-hmm. And how I just don't have, I don't trust anymore. Mm. Like, not forever. Yeah, but like, right now you just, just right need now. to take a step back. Exactly. Yeah, that's totally fine. she was fair. like, oh, yeah, I, I understand that. Like, I forget. You, like, you have been through a lot. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have. I told her the thing about baskets, the eggs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like. The eggs and stuff. <laughs> I was like, you know, sometimes, like, it feels to me. Like, if you put all your eggs in one basket, it's going to break sometimes. Mm -hmm. And she was, she didn't really understand it. But then later on, she did. And she was like, I guess with you and the boy, Mm -hmm. you trust him and you trust him with your eggs. (laughs) 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 And what'd you say, Abby? Well, I was like, (laughs) what'd you say, Abby? Do you trust this boy with your eggs? Do I trust him? <laughs> I was like, I trust it. I know that from the beginning that he can only take like two of my eggs. Heard. But he's going to take care of- How many eggs do you have? A dozen. Okay. <laughs> of course. Okay. I was just making sure. Okay. Two eggs. Two eggs. Heard. Or whatever. Three. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, A portion. He knows. I know like we have an understanding that like he can't take care of all of my eggs mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And- but he's going to be really respectful to them. Yeah. While he has them. Yeah. Versus I was in relationships where they took all my eggs and then they just like threw them on a house or whatever, or egged a car with my eggs. And yeah. Metaphor is getting too much, but <laughs> yeah, you get it. I do get it. And so she was like, okay, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just hope that you can like trust someone with your basket. <laughs> No, I I do agree. It would be nice to be able to give someone your entire basket of eggs, right? And it is nice that people can feel that way slash come up with like that idea that there is someone so perfect for you that they will fill all of your needs. However, not likely. I said that to her too. What? I said that to her. I was like, I don't want to expect one person to hold fulfill everything eggs. for yeah. me. Like, that's not what I want. Hell yeah. I want to hold my own basket. Mmm. Mmm. Yo, baby. Yo. Yo, I want to hold my I own basket. I want to basket. hold my own basket. That is, that is the next tattoo. Because I know that I'm not going to drop it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone's got up, got up, well, if anyone's <laughs> going to hold your basket, it's going to be you. Yeah. I got me, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. You are the person that will spend the most time with you. So I'm just kind of working on myself, but it really does suck because I, I want to trust. And I think that I am secure deep down. Yeah. I've just been like imposed upon by other people's whatever. Yeah. Like dramas, issues, all the different things, right? Whatever it is. Yeah. And like, it's okay that we have insecurities, right? Yeah. All of us do in some different ways. And this one's just like affecting you in a way that's 
like that I can relate to first of all, but also that's a little different from what other people typically relate to, or at least like if they do, they don't like try to change anything. Right. Like you're trying to actively make a difference and like pursue security within this insecurity. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's also very heteronormative, very like status quo to assume that every relationship has a linear path. Mm -hmm. Like, like get together, move in, get married, have have kids, kids. dogs, cats, barns, houses, the whole thing. Right. Like that's very, very heteronormative, very stereotypical, very monogamous, very all these things, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not like a bad thing to have like, okay, this is an obvious progression, but at the same time, because, you know, it's nice to be able to say, okay, if there is a fallback dynamic, what can I choose to do? Um, Because then it gives people that security to be like, okay, can I commit more to this person? Like, what does commitment look like? And for some people, they just fall back onto those answers. However, with us, we are allowed, like we recognize that we're allowed to have so many different dynamics with different people that these relationships are not linear. They can turn sideways. They can just like stay there. They don't have to go anywhere. Like people think that they're always looking for the next thing, right? Mm. The next step, the next like, okay, what's the next big thing that's going to happen, right? Like they in want, the relationship, in the relationship, in your day to day, like they want to see yeah. you what like succeed, but success is only attached to big events, right? And with relationships, big events is like, oh, we're moving in together. Oh, we're like having a kid. We're getting oh, engaged. We're getting yeah, all these gonna move in together. All these milestones that are given. Yeah. Right? Whereas that's just like not necessary. It's okay to just have a partner that already has a primary that you can just like tag in on occasion and see each other and have fun. It doesn't need to be much more. You have the opportunity of like adjusting it if you want to, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that is totally acceptable. The, the hard part that it's partially stigmatized too, because right. We have the situationship, right? Yeah. Where people would just assume like, okay, if you're actually committed or like me, then let's get into a relationship. It's like, it's okay to have friends that you're into. Like, as long as it's communicated, you don't need to be in a relationship to really be with each other. Like, everyone assumes that, oh, I like you, you like me, let's get into a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I believe that a situationship can be actually even better because then it doesn't force anything, right? It just allows you to... Define. There's more ambiguity. 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 Yeah. Ambiguity. Ambiguity. God. But because of that, it means that you're allowed to define whatever you want. Yeah. And I feel like that's just an area that we play in. Well, she was like, "Are she was like, if you met someone who wanted monogamy, Mm -hmm. would you be prepared to give up?" The boy. Yeah. And what did you say? I said, it depends mm-hmm. on the person. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not looking for that right now. That's fair. You don't have to know. But it's like, I think she's worried that I'm closed off to that. And she's like. The only difference is that. I'm not. Yeah. So I know you're not. 
which is awesome. Like the thing that is in her brain is that she is only used to having one partner at a time. Right. And therefore this partner, if it's not going anywhere, then what's the point of having him? Yeah. And my dad for like 30 plus years. Congratulations. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, it just like, if with us, we can still have, an anchor partner, like a life partner or someone that you like live with. Right. Um, another term for a primary partner and like having that while also in conjunction with this boy is not off the table. Like it's, so it's like conflating the two because it's like, okay, you have a boy, right? This isn't going anywhere. Why have him? And if you do have them, this is preventing you from other people that are monogamous, right? Whereas at the same time, if you had a monogamous boy, like that was in the same spot, it's the exact same situation. Just because you're poly or not, to her, like the argument's still the same, right? Just like, if you're with this boy, therefore you can't have something else. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether you're poly or not, she says that this boy is limiting you from something else. Mm-hmm. Whereas because you're non-monogamous, it allows you to explore other dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and so you're saying like if I were monogamous. With this boy. With a boy. Yeah, it, it would make me close it off to any other dynamic, mm-hmm. which is what it was with my past relationships. And they ended up being not great one what not great not great we'll say it and i'm not gonna say wasting my time but no like because i learned stuff from those relationships but that is another part too is like everyone thinks like wasting like if you're not moving forward in that linear direction then you're wasting your time yeah so whereas like relationships are meant to come and go all relationships yeah all relationships and like friendships like family members, partners, all yeah. relationships end. It's not a waste of time. It's I, only a waste of time if you don't let it, if you let it yeah. be a waste of time. I think I'm open and like willing to meet anyone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she just doesn't really understand the lifestyle of yeah. it. It's different. I had said like with the boy and his primary mm-hmm. partner, I was like, I kind of want that, like that, might be my ideal situation in the future yeah and she was like what like she really didn't like that that you want a primary partner and that you can also yeah still see other people yeah she was like why why would you want to share them why why would like if you have this like are you you'd be okay with them you know not giving their everything to you Mm mm-hmm like, don't you want, she said, like, don't you want someone to be there for you, like, every day for three months? I was like, why three months? Yeah, that's such an interesting and timeline. she was like, it was just a weird, it was just like a, threw my, the number out there. Okay. But, like, someone every single day it's to like, come home to. That's what people do. That's what the primary partner is if you live together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely do that. Also, I was like, I'll get a dog. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, you can still have that dynamic. You still can also, but going back to a little bit more and and one thing that she said, like sharing your partner, one that has 
such a connotation that it that, that your partner is your property. Mm. Such like that is such a real thing. Like I can't share my partner. It's like they're not your property. Even when you get married, they're not your property. Mm-hmm. They're their own person. Yeah. And then two, like that's also assuming that their love is limited and that if you're not getting it, you're losing it. Yeah. Abundance mindset. Abundance mindset. Um, so the just, like, it's a frustrating conversation. That's a real conversation, dude. It's a hard one. It's a hard one for like people to really wrap their head around. Especially when they're like so deep in it for 30 plus years. You yeah. have two kids, right? Two kids. Yeah. Yeah. I always think you have a third, but your cousin. Um, I have so many cousins. I know you have a ton of cousins. Uh, but then, um, like, it's just, it's hard to change that, especially when it's your child, right? That's telling you that. Yeah. And she wants me to be happy. But also all she knows is her own yeah. stuff. So then she just assumes that that's what you want because that's how she tries to raise you. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, I feel so much happier now than I was when I was in those relationships mm. with the guys you liked so much. Mm. Yeah, mom, maybe you're the problem. Totally joking. <laughs> no, she's got really good. Like she's got really valid fears and like reasons. Right. But yeah. at the same time, that's just not like how we view it. Right. Mm-hmm. And also it just feels a little wrong to me to have like that point of view of property and like, that the only way that you can have stability and security is if they give every single moment of their life to you. Like that's unhealthy yeah. because I, I have that mindset, but the other way, because I have to give everything to that person, otherwise they won't like me. Right. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking pressure, dude. <laughs> uh, but like it's, there's, there's just like a lot like, attached. Yeah. I'm just, I'm coming out. It's been a year almost to the day mm-hmm. or to the week since my breakup. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I know yours was a little bit before that, right? I think so. so you passed your year and look at us now. Like I feel like we're doing so well. We're doing pretty freaking You're out from that and we're happy. Yeah. That's all that matters. It is. We weren't happy before. True. So I think that's progress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is progress. Um, and again, like, it's just such a an old-fashioned mindset and thought process. Again, so linear. And it's okay to not have that. But at the same time, our society just says, like, if you don't have that, then it's not a relationship worth having. Yeah. I think she just doesn't get it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But at the same yeah. time, she needs to respect your decisions. Yeah, I was like, I think that boy feels like such a good friend. Like, like he's just like a really good friend of mine, too. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, yeah, I had friends with benefits before. And I was like, he's not friends with benefits. Like, it's more than that. Yeah. She just doesn't get it. What an interesting character. Oh, mom. Yeah.
Well, I'm happy you got to share that. Um, Thanks. It, yeah, it's it's really, it's always interesting. You're just like, wow, I didn't think I needed to process that. Because, yeah, I really didn't. Yeah. It's hard. Parents are hard, dude. Especially when it's like someone that, who's also one a therapist, but two, like someone that you've explained yeah. to multiple times, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I was proud of myself for multiple things there. Yeah. Like, That's fucking awesome. I was honest about the non-monogamy stuff. Mm-hmm. Honest about, because we had the whole conversation and then I came back 10 minutes later being like, hey, it always feels like you don't remember mm. how hard it is. Yeah, and I, I don't want to keep going through my trauma and crying with you every month that I see you. Hard. You see her every month? You've been going home that much? No, she comes to me too. Oh, uh, well, okay. Which is fine, but <laughs> I need to have a life. Yeah. I mean, you're still doing pretty well. I hope that it's not inhibiting you. Not really. Okay, good. I mean, I'm doing great. You are doing great. I'm not inhibited at all. I love that you believe that. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I believe that you are doing so many great things. I just don't okay. know. Yeah. Heard. Heard. I love it. <laughs> the way that you said that though was like. I know. It was really awkward. In, it like was, you're inhibited. No, I don't believe it. I really don't. I don't, what? I don't, <laughs> I don't what believe, do you believe. I believe that you're not inhibited. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just don't know if there's something else that's in there right now. Right. I'm sure there is. There yeah. always is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you feel so confident about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I definitely feel less inhibited than I was before. Yeah. I agree with that fully. Like hundred I mean, percent. No question at all. <clears throat> no question at all. Like, yeah. Oh, Dude, you've been, again, Abby, every episode I rave about yeah. you. You're just crushing it. Am you're, I talking about myself too much? No, you're sharing. About my your strengths pros- too much? No, I don't think so. Okay. It's okay to to have praise and be praised and praise yourself. It's definitely not arrogant if that's what you're worried about. Okay, cool, cool, cool. No, I don't find it arrogant at all. I find it either confident or just like a reminder saying like, I am these things. Yeah. Right? Cool. Like it's for example when I say I'm sick, I'm fucking sick, dude. Yeah, you're sick. Pretty cool. You're great. <laughs> oh. How are you doing on the floor? I'm fucking enjoying it. I yeah? really am. Okay, like, well let me know if you want to move. I know you will. If you want to, you you'll move on your own accord. <laughs> yes, and thank you. Um, so something that I kind of feel is related is a topic that came up with one of my friends. We were talking about how one thing that I really struggle with on occasion is being um, vulnerable. Felt. Yes. But, you know, we talk a lot on here and, you know, we've shared a lot as well. We've shared so many different things. We've talked about like depression, anxiety, um, trauma, like relationships, right? A lot of things. And people like always say like, Antonio, you're, Abby, Antonio, Abby, you're both like really good at speaking about these things. Like you're very open, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure you get that a lot too. Sometimes. I'm sure you get it. I'm sure you get it. Yeah. At least I've gotten it. Yeah. And, you know, we definitely can talk about a ton 
about ourselves in appropriate it's, ways, right? We can share. It feels like a muscle, like we're strengthening. Yeah. By doing this. But I think that there's one thing that my friend said is that there's a difference between being open and being vulnerable. Hmm. So I forget if it was my friend or my therapist, but uh, one of them, she said (laughs) uh, that being open means that you already processed it. And that because you processed it, you have like a story. It's a chapter that you can read off the whole thing, right? Not saying it's just like it happened, you're done with it, but rather that you have worked a lot through it and that you feel confident in it, right? Whereas being vulnerable means that you're still processing it and you don't have a clear answer. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like, I don't know, I think... You can be open and vulnerable at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that. But like, I, bl- I don't think it's either or. There's definitely a blurry line, like a gray line somewhere in there. Could be like, oh yeah, my dad has cancer, mm-hmm. which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's being vulnerable and open. Mm-hmm. But would you say that's just being open? I would say it's being vulnerable because I'm sure that you're still processing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas like for me, like I'm very open about being suicidal. I'm very open about, or like that I was suicidal, that I'm bipolar, that I'm on medication, that I have like anxious attachment and stuff like that. But I'm like processed a lot of that, but I haven't really talked a lot about and shared with, I process it very internally. I talked a lot about how, my anxious attachment like resides. I really only talk about it with my therapist um, and Mm. how, where it resides, like how it resides or how it comes up, like what, what it's like or what my thoughts out about what my thoughts are about myself, what my thoughts are about relationships, about being poly, about like jealousy, like, you know, all these things where I just don't know. And I just don't like talk to a lot of people about it. I only talk to, I only talk to my therapist about these things. Yeah. And so one thing that I've been really trying to actively do is like bring up hard conversations for me, meaning like I'm have question marks and I need to process with someone and I'm really used to processing on my own. Oh, interesting. I feel like I process differently. So like before we started recording, I was asking you about some, yeah, you ask about for a advice. personal, yeah. I feel like I ask for advice a lot. Yeah. Which is awesome. From I, people that I'm close to. Mm-hmm, which I think is very healthy. Hey, can you help me with this yeah. idea? Whereas for me, I tend to not. Until maybe you've processed it more. Yeah. Um, one thing that my friend said is that she goes, I don't really say anything until it's at least 50% like thought out processed. Right. I was like, damn, that's so relatable. That's probably good. It is a good thing. Instead but the just same- spitting out stuff you don't know. Yeah. What you're saying. But I think at the same time, it's good to have like stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just more along the lines of like, it's okay for me to not know. It's okay for me to like be able to say, I don't have an answer. I'm struggling. How can I get help? 
that's like part of the thing is that I get, I feel like I can burden people, which is like really weird. Same. Like we help each other all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Definitely feel like a burden. Definitely feel like, uh, I, you know, it's like not worth talking about or that I can do it or something. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's very complicated. You're never a burden to me though. I appreciate that. And I know that. I know that. You can always that. talk to me. I yeah. It's like, I know that. My, yeah. But it's like the belief of it. Right. And it's still, it's not that I don't believe you. It's just like, I need to like believe it in here. <laughs> so needless to say, I'm still working on that. And it's funny. Cause like, mm. as I talk about it, I feel like I've been processing it more to where it's just like, not being it's more open than being vulnerable i don't know it's weird yeah it's weird how do you typically ask for advice how do you ask for help i say hey friend (laughs) pal (laughs) hey pal um bud here is this here's the dilemma Mm -hmm. i usually over explain and say here's all the things and all my feelings and this is what it smelled like and <laughs> the color and everything um i don't feel like you typically over explain i think you give an ample i detail. give a lot of detail you give ample detail yeah. yes um like the other day at work i was asking my two coworkers for advice mm-hmm. and i was like hey there's an actor who's going to be in vancouver and then next week he's going to be in London mm-hmm. and I want to see if I should get him before he goes to London or if I should just wait mm-hmm. and remember he has that line and it goes and then then the avatar he uh we must um and I was like trying to say the line mm-hmm. and I was like, explaining what he looks like and his whole costume and they were mm-hmm. like we don't need to know this like why are you over <laughs> yeah I got that I was I- just being silly though I guess I mean those are moments where it's just like you get carried away right yeah there's but anyway, um, yeah, and then I, I go like, this is the situation. Should I do X, Y, or Z? Mm-hmm. And usually, I've thought about like, in my head, I've been mulling it over, like, and I have the one thing that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, should I do this mm-hmm. or not? <laughs> I have three options, but option one is the correct <laughs> the one. one. Yeah. <laughs> Which one should I do? <laughs> if you don't choose option one, I will be sad. <laughs> true. True, true. Yeah, that is like something that I would like to work on. Um, What's been really nice is that I don't feel like I need to process too much. That's not true. Um. I feel like a lot of the work that I have needs to be internal. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know what's in- internal or external. That's like the main problem. Like, what oh, do interesting. I ask? What's internal versus what's external? Yeah. Like, what's... Uh, like, when do I externalize mm. advice? Need of advice. Yeah. Ever since I was little in preschool, um, and the teachers, instead of giving, like, a report card to us, because mm-hmm. we were so small... Um, and we didn't have grades. So small. <laughs> so small. They would give the te- the parents uh, 
kind of a report card on strengths and weaknesses. So a report card. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> at the end of the school year, I would be like, um, cleans up after themselves, like is very nice, like is, is a good team human. player yeah. with other kids, like good human, not disruptive in class, like all these kind of points of character. Mm-hmm. And then there would be, I would consistently rank super low forever on, forever. <laughs> on, um, like asks for help. Mm hmm. Or like knows when to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you've been doing pretty good with me though. Yeah. Like. But like since I was a kid. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. Dude, I get that. Yeah. I really do. For me, it was just like a lack of security of being able to ask for help, because. Huh. Either I had my dad, which was like volatile, um, my little sister who, was not volatile, which makes it even worse because she was active about it. Yeah. And then I had my mom who was like definitely trying her best, but at the same time, I just didn't know how to. Um, and then I had teachers that always thought I was spaz, right? Mm. I was always just like identify as spaz. And then have like a ton of emotions. Spaz. Yeah. Yeah. So I just never learned how to ask for help. Interesting. No one taught me. Oh, fuck. Damn. No one taught you how to ask for help. No. I feel like this is a breakthrough. Damn. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to work through that. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. It's definitely been something I've like been actively trying to work on. I mean. But really recognizing that I never learned. Yeah. That's a really good in- insight. I think we have, as kids, we we look at modeled behavior mm-hmm. and, I, and analyze that. Mm-hmm unconsciously or subconsciously mm-hmm. we look at the behaviors of our parents the people around us our family members mm-hmm. to say like this is how it should be mm-hmm. this is what i should be doing and if mm-hmm. no one ever taught you certain things then how would you know true it's like if no one ever modeled good asking for help yeah like my mom is <clears throat> like a kind in a way like a single mom super independent super independent owns her own business yeah owns all of her own prop multiple properties oh shit like yeah she's oh she's so cool every time you talk about her it's like oh dude she's so cool boom bam more shit oh literally every time she just hosted an event that was like all art like it was an art event what basically supporting um the local museum and the art event was just like at her house and the reason why I find it so funny is because someone goes, oh, so which art are you hosting? And my mom goes, this is all just my art. And I realized how much art my mother owns. It's basically a museum. Damn. Like, and it's all like local great artists. And like, I need to show important. her more of my art. You also just need to go and like, check out the art. It might like inspire you too. Yeah. But like, just stuff like that where I'm just like, oh shit. Like this is just so natural and like normal to me that she has like hallways and walls and walls and oh, like, God, tables I want and just art. She, I want more walls. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a luxury. It is. No, it really Her is. Her house looks very nice from Dude, photos. I will say. Really nice. My mother lives a very 
really good life. A really great life. Yeah. And therefore I do. And I thank her so much. I literally cried the other day in front of her. I was like, I cannot express how much I thank you. And like, love you. Um, but she was so touched. And I'm sure she was. Loved that. She, like me, probably didn't know how to process it at the moment. Yeah. But, um, fudge, what were you talking about? My mom would have loved that if I said that. Yeah. She'd be like, yes. Oh, so like, but my mom, since she's so independent, she didn't really ask for help. She was just like, I got to do it now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't that she always had the ability to ask for help. And she didn't learn how to ask for help either. It's just been ingrained in her, like, she just has to do it. Yeah. And so I learned that too, right? And my little sister did too. And we learned out different ways and different times. But that's just always been something that's come up or always been known that we just like, we'll figure it out. That's just always been like our little family motto. It's like, this is a shitty moment. You'll figure it out. Right? Like (laughs) very independent, not a bad trait, but also just very solo, very internal. So that's a fun one to work on. Yeah. Yeah. It like when you're, it's so ingrained in you, it's, it doesn't come naturally to reach to other people sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's also just like, just like, oh, I'll figure it out. So why would I yeah. ask someone else? Exactly. That's exactly the thought process. It's just, it's just like the answer will come. And even when I ask for help, I still have to figure it out myself, right? It's like a sandwich. You have to like figure, yeah. process, externalize, process. For me, I think when I was younger and less now, but back then, like I didn't know how to ask for help because I was so confident, Mm. like overconfident thinking that I didn't need help Mm. instead of you like not knowing how or whatever or not having the resource. Yeah. Like, I think I just didn't even realize I needed help. I think that that's also something that I have too. just like, I think I've got it. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, it's not even like confidence, but just like, I think I'm supposed to have got this, right? And like, so whenever I saw that on the report card, they told me, it was surprising to me. Because I was like, I can't remember a time where I needed it. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) I was like stubborn, you know? Yeah, I feel that. And like, it's the same, 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 but different, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So I get that. I was just like, I didn't realize I needed help. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. You could have told me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, that's so funny. That's so funny. So that's a fun one that I have to bring up next week. It's always yeah. funny. One thing I've always recognized with my therapy sessions is that whenever I had therapy, uh, especially when I had it twice a week, um, I would have therapy Monday and Thursday. Mm. like Monday during the day, Thursday during the day, right? It'd always be Monday night and Thursday or Friday yeah. night that I would have something. I'd be something like, well, happens. I guess I just have to deal with this now. <laughs> yeah. Until my next therapy session. My therapist before this, the current one, she would always be like, you can call me whenever. Like, Don't lie to me like that. And I was like, okay, but I never did. So I'm like, what if you're not free? I was like, I, don't, I can't ask for help. I can't you know? ask for help. What do you like in the in an actual like, way? Just or saying, like, like I don't know. I am not good at asking for help. So why am I going to pick up the phone? 
Yeah, with a therapist. With a therapist when it's not my scheduled time. I know. I really do struggle with that like, too. I'll just pick up the phone with a friend. Well, I've there was only one time when that was actually like a thing with my one of my therapists, a therapist in in college, um, where I was like really suicidal. She's like, "You have to text me." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. Hurt. That's good. Yeah, and like you know, I text my therapist a couple things like timing and scheduling and shit like that, but never like super personal stuff. That was definitely a hard one to like mm-hmm. cross. That's a hard one to cross. It is. Do we want to quickly talk about the non-monogamy workshop? Yeah. So the non-monogamy workshop, I went with um, my girlfriend and that was really fun. We're Polly, but we, she won some, she won a ticket. Oh, yeah. It was in San Diego. It's hosted by the Cali couples. They're pretty, they're pretty cool. They're two therapists. Um, Mm. and highly suggest. And, uh, we went to like their workshop. It was just really good. Talked about, um, like jealousy, talked about what non monogamy can look like, Mm -hmm. uh, what, can happen like what are some positive things how to change different mindset like they would ask when this happens what are some insecurities that you can come up with and we would like shout them out and then you know and there would be some good ones it's like oh shit you're right like i forgot that that was something i feel like that's such a real thing and then they'd be like okay what are some different thoughts that we can have, like some positive ways? And so then they would ask other qu- like questions like that and have people interact, um, talking about how to change like different mindsets. And they also had a pamphlet, which was, or not a pamphlet, like a packet for us to work through. Uh-huh. Uh, we still need to kind of go through that. It's But it's like really good. It's got a lot of information. It's got like processes. It's got words. It's got a little quiz. It's got like terminology vocabulary it's got words it's got terminology (laughs) and vocabulary for you to use um that's so cool it was a great it's a great it was really really great so yeah they're really cool they're really awesome they had a great workshop i highly suggest like truly highly suggest um they also had like little wristbands which are really cute it's like a wristband that's a that signified like they're all colored that signified i'm just here for the workshop just for information. Another one that said, I'm here for the workshop and to meet people. Then another one that said, I'm open to more than just friends, right? And it was really nice too because <clears throat> the workshop was actually pretty interpersonal. Like they had us work, you know, with random people and like talk and do things. And it was really great too because at one point they go, I need a volunteer. And I, my hand just shot up. I'm like, cool. And I go up there. And then they have like a chair right next to me. I'm like, and they go, okay, sit in the chair. And then they go, I need another. Vo-. And they're like, you need, are you okay being touched? I'm like, yeah, of course. And then they go, we need another volunteer. And this other guy's hand shoots up. I'm like, that man needs to be in my life. And he huh. comes up and I get a massage in front of everyone. They're like, how do we, like, what are some jealous thoughts that you can have? Oh, I wish I was getting a massage right now. Oh, he's so lucky he gets to touch that guy. Like they're like all these different things, right? Right. And then they switch it. Okay, what are some ways of compersion? Like some thoughts of compersion that you can have. Compersion being like happy for someone else's happiness. And it's just like, 
he must feel really good. And I'm really happy that he feels that way. Right. Or that this is like an intimate moment that they get to share. And so it was really cool. It was really cool. I'm pretty happy about that part. And then my favorite part is the fact that there was a social attached to it. Hmm. Like I didn't really recognize that I'm not a part of the community up in Los Angeles, like in the kink or non-monogamous community. So whenever I'm talking about non-monogamy, typically the only people that I can, that I talk to about non-monogamy that are non-monogamous are you and Adrian, right? Hmm. And Adrian and I are very different about it. He's more just like, he has a primary partner and then he just like has sex with other people. Mm-hmm. Very casual. Whereas I'm more poly and I would have same, like kind of categorize you in kind of a similar boat, right? I don't really know what I am. Well, I can give you a packet and you'll okay, look yeah. into can, it. Can I have a packet? I'll send you, can you well, send me photos of the I'll packet? I'll send you photos of the packet. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, and if you haven't written in it. I've definitely written in it, but I can def- oh. I'll, I'll work around it. Um, Maybe but I'm just, solo poly right now. Just for you. Uh, yeah, solo poly is totally fine. You can also call a relationship anarchist. You can do a lot of things Ooh, with it. Ooh, I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. I just blew her mind. I like that. Yeah, you can look into it. There's definitely like a lot of ways that you can kind of categorize it. And the way that they had like a like a chart, it was just like, how sexual is it? How like romantically involved is it? Is like, what? Your relationship? Yeah, like how you view relationships. Oh, or oh, your general relationships. Yeah. Not a specific. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, is it a big packet? No, a couple pages. Okay. Send me photos. It's not like a workshop. It's only for you. I'm only sending photos to you. Um, because I think it'd be good for us to go over maybe one day on here. Um, yeah. But it was really, really good. And the social was just really nice because then I met people. I got to talk to the two therapists that were hosting it. Met a woman. And, like, we we're just becoming friends. Met that guy that was, like, that gave me a massage. I went to one of the therapists' birthday party the next day. <laughs> And oh my god! Yeah, it was really cool, wow. and like saw all those people again. Gave the guy oh, that gave perfect. me a massage, gave him a massage. Um, you gave him a, mas- a massage. Yeah. Nice. And so, do you think you're good at it? Oh, I'm great at giving massages. Uh, taking many a time massage class. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, hmm. Thank you, rock climbing. So it was good. It was really good. I'm very happy about it. It also just like, it was good to be in that space with my girlfriend like it was really good i actually felt really secure it was it was really interesting because i felt really secure in that non-monogamous community more secure with her going off and doing different things with different people rather than being in like the day-to-day because Hmm. i know that the non-monogamous slash kink community is very respectful typically respectful of like partners and everything like metamors and all those right Partners and partners. And so it was just interesting. I'm like, oh, right. Like I can really trust this value. Like these group of people because we value the same thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The core value. Because you don't know in the general community if people understand the same things. Yep. Also men. I mean, she's bi and like she also hooks up with women. More like can slash chooses. I don't know. I don't know which, exactly what she's doing right now, but... I trust her. But has in the past. Yeah. and ha- Well, I'm talking about right now in general. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but like in that community, 
without saying you trust the men that she's that she might everyone. talk to I just everyone trust everyone yeah more yeah um and just it's a different cool. dynamic right yeah but it's also one thing that my other friend said to me because we're talking about long distance relationships is just about having like blind trust so i'm just like cool you're right. I just have to have blind trust. Like there is nothing for me to be worried about because there's nothing for her, like nothing that she's given to me to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Using all of the information you have. Yep. Not the things that you think could be happening. True. That's so hard. Oh yeah. I need to start writing down things again. I started journaling again. Feels uh, good. I never do because of my handwriting. What do you mean? I have really bad handwriting. Same. I don't read it. Really? You don't have to read it. Oh. Just help you process. Yeah, that's true. And like who else is going to read it? But I get frustrated at my own handwriting while I'm writing it. Mm. Well, <laughs> even if you write it out and then erase it, that's fine. You can also just, just type, type it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like writing it because it's just like dedicated analog, right? Whereas on our computer, we can get kind of distracted i mean you can pawn do not disturb right mm -hmm. this is just me but i like writing it out i can't fucking read my writing half the time i don't care yeah i like, can't so i don't really focus on going back to it it's nice too when it was like going through like my adventure journal but it's more just for me to process again more solo processing oh it's two women yeah i don't know yeah they're are they awesome. a couple i don't know i don't ask Oh, they're just awesome. They're cute. They're yeah, they're they're adorable. Um, and they're just like good people. Got to know them, got their numbers, they're like interesting people. I'm excited to like get to know them as people. You know me. I like making <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Sorry, I just so all the, the PhDs on there. Yeah. Tacked on like, damn. Yeah. They're really cool. They're yeah. really, really cool. Um, highly suggest. Highly, 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 highly suggest. Um, how many people were at the. Probably like 50. Thing? Oh my God. That's a lot. Yeah. It was, it was a good crowd. Like how, how much was it though? Like if you hadn't won it. So my girlfriend won a ticket. And then I needed a ticket, and it was $35, which I was very happy to pay for. It was really sweet because she goes, I want a ticket. Do you want to go? And at first I was like, I feel pretty good about like our dynamic that I understand. But then I thought about it more. I was like, no, I want to support her. She's excited about this. It's good to do together. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, this is only going to make our relationship stronger and better. And it's going to yeah. give me more information. It might bring something up for the both of us. Yeah. And in turn, I got a whole community that I'm excited about. Yeah. Like, you know, we did learn a lot and I'm excited to do more things with her and like talk about it. And we've just, it was very awesome. And like, it was, it was just such a great event. They did great. That's so cool. So I'm jealous. You'll just have to go to the next one. Come down to San Diego. They're yeah. in San Diego. I haven't been to San Diego since I moved to LA. So, so now you know someone that's going to be in San Diego. Yeah. All right. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah. Let's wrap it. Okay. Wrap it in a box, put a little bow on it. Yeah. This was a good one. I agree. It's good to do it in person again. It was nice to do it in person. Thanks for the little mind blow, blow, uh, blowing of mine.
you blew my mind too. Yeah. The relationship anarchy thing. Yeah, whatever. this was a good episode all yeah. day. <laughs> I feel like we talked about things we weren't expecting to. Yeah. Which is like the mark of a good conversation. I love going back to some of our episodes. I'm like, dude, we said that. <laughs> like in a good way? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yo, that was smart. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, like we're kind of smart. I will say it. Well, we can give ourselves a high five. Let's high five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was, that was a bad high five. It, I need to look at your elbow. I'm not swinging, so okay. we'll do it later. But anyway, we'll hug later. That'll be better. But anyways, this was fun. Yeah. Love you all therapy thoughts. Love you therapy thought thoughties. Thought thoughties. <laughs> what do we call them? Uh, why don't we just call them? The TTs? N- uh, no. <laughs> no. That's hilarious. <laughs> that might be I the fa- one of the best things that you've ever said because it was just so simple yeah um well, why don't we just call them the hotties okay love you hotties love you hotties okay bye, bye. <laughs>